Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. When you hear the word intimacy, do you immediately think of sex? Does your partner? Well, if you do, you're not alone. But intimacy is so much more than just sex. It's even more than physical affection. And it is a critical component of all healthy relationships. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today with my guest, EMDR certified therapist, Samantha Bickham. So, Samantha, thanks for coming on the show and talking about what I think is can be a really misunderstood topic. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And I agree. I think there's so much that can go into it. So, yeah, it's like everybody thinks it's like, you know, intimacy equals sex. It's like, well, yes and no. So because you recently <laughs> wrote an article titled 10 types of intimacy in a relationship, and I was actually surprised by some of them. I, I was aware of, of a few of them, but not all 10. So but before mm-hmm. we go into the types, can you define what real intimacy is and why it is so important for relationship health? Yes, definitely. I mean, intimacy really displays so many different roles in our relationships. And like you said, we didn't even know, most of us don't even know how many and how many different kind of ways that it does show up and how we interact with others, not even just in our romantic relationships either, in our friendships, in our work life, um, obviously family, all our different relationships and our connections that we make. And I, I think, honestly, that's one of the main kind of definers of it. Of Intimacy is a connectedness. It is a it also has a very strong layer of vulnerability that comes up with uh, it, too, that um, in order to be intimate with somebody, we do have to be vulnerable with them in some aspect. That intimacy is us kind of opening ourselves up, our inner world, to somebody else so that they're kind of seeing different aspects of who we are. Um, so I think that God. Yeah, which could be a little bit scary. <laughs> Actually, let me rephrase that. Yes, it could be a lot scary because you use yes. that V word, that vulnerable word. And everybody, you know, and it's so funny because everybody thinks vulnerability is weakness, except they always, you know, like Brene Brown talks about this, about, you know, mm-hmm. how everybody wants other people to be vulnerable because they actually really, you know, it's attractive, right? When somebody is sharing who they are, Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's inviting, right? But it's also terrifying to be the one who's who's opening yeah. up in that way. Um, and so, mm-hmm. is that what makes it so important for relationships? Is this ability to really, you know, here's here's the buzzword. In fact, I think it is. I think it's the OED's dic- word of the year. You know, authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. Yeah, I think ultimately, yeah, it definitely comes down to that. And I think that is where it's kind of a, in some ways, a make it or break it in a lot of these relationships. If somebody's leaning in and opening themselves up, opening that door of intimacy up, and the other person is maybe not willing to tor- turn towards or doesn't have the capacity to turn towards, they often turn away or they turn against too, uh-huh. right? So then they can be putting up those defenses or um, and pushing that person away. So like, right. yeah, like you said, vulnerability, authenticity can be terrifying because you're not always <laughs> sure 
what you're going to get. Right. Well, I mean, so, so, you know, when people say vulnerability is weakness, I'm going, no, no, you have to be really strong to be vulnerable because yes, you have to be okay. With, yes. It's, it, yes. It takes a lot of courage. So let's mm-hmm. go jump into the 10. Now, the first three, now there are three you talk about. In fact, there are actually, I think, four that you talk about that I'm going, yes, but then you have some other ones. I'm going, oh, where'd these come from? So the, so let's bring down, so there are three, obviously the physical, emotional mm-hmm. yeah. and then you also talk yeah. about intellectual I- intimacy so what are these three and how do they support a relationship yeah so physical and that's the one where we kind of come down to and we think oh okay so sex but mm-hmm. not necessarily that's included and you know great if that's an aspect of the relationship right however there is just so much more to physical intimacy and again that can show up in all of our different forms of relationships too where um it's it's us leaning in with that physical touch in a way that could be comforting could be reassuring could be loving right could be just a form of hey i'm here for you i see you um a gentle kind of just loving, affectionate kind of caress from your partner. You know, it really is any of those forms or fashions, a massage, hand-holding, um, even just sitting next to somebody with your shoulders touching, right, that can uh-huh. be physical intimacy because that's kind of a boundary thing too, right, where you're allowing somebody into your space. That can feel so intimate uh-huh. um, and personal. So, and, and that's just great too because obviously it builds, and I know we People talk about this a lot these days, too, but that oxytocin, that physical intimacy Uh allows for that oxytocin, which is our connection hormone, our love hormone, and then that really plays a big role in our relationships because that's how we kind of hormonally connect to people. So that's super important. Um, Okay. And then for for emotional intimacy, that one – that one, I think, too, is also another one that can be very tricky for people. Um, but that one is where we are letting people into our innermost thoughts, feelings, again, with the vulnerabilities. And we're really just kind of opening ourselves up to that other person. We're telling them how we're feeling. We're telling them, you know, what we enjoy in life, what we want out of life, all of those things. So that's kind of like really deep down into our inner world. Um, and that one really just builds such a deep connection within our relationships. It's so important because that one really also builds a lot of that trust piece in those relationships. Uh-huh. If if your partner feels like they can come to you and open up and vent about their day or um, just express that they're feeling overwhelmed or upset, and they know that you're going to receive that and respond and hold that safe space for them, then that emotional intimacy is just kind of gold right there. That's right. So meaningful. And I think what people think about the unconditional love that they're always looking for in relationships, mm-hmm. that's that emotional intimacy. That's that, exactly. you know, because I mean, I remember when I first met my husband and I needed to tell him something and I was terrified to tell him. I mean, this was like early on, I mean, like very yeah. early on yeah. in our relationship. And and when I when I told him, he he just started laughing, not laughing at me, but he's like, is that all? Is it like, this is what you've been worried about? <laughs> you know? And it was like, yes. and I think it was that moment I just fell hard for him because it was like, oh, yes. this is safe, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, exactly. you know, and, and so that's that, that's that. And, and I think what people, especially men misunderstand is that connecting with their partners on that emotional level actually opens the door for a lot of the physical yeah. stuff because if they because if somebody doesn't feel safe it's like yeah I'm not going there. So what about 
um, intellectual mm-hmm. intimacy. This is this is one that I talk about, but I think a lot of people don't don't fully understand what that is. Yeah. So, and this one's a little bit different in the sense that it's it's more of you're connecting at the level of where you're bringing in different ideas with each other, thoughts, um, that obviously that intellect piece. You're engaging in meaningful conversations, uh, sharing those intellectual interests, you know, reading the newspaper together, talking about, and this can also kind of shift into later on where we're going to talk about some of that conflict uh, intimacy uh-huh. too, because if you're at opposing odds, this can be a little bit more challenging. But this is really where you're at and and just knowledge and being able to share and engage in those moments with each other and have that interest and be at peace with it, too, where it's not feeling like it's taxing you or you're walking on eggshells or anything Uh like that. You're really just able to kind of have these discussions and learn from each other and just full out engage in it. Right, because that's, you know, again, that that that's a door into who you are as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. That, you know, he, here here's how I take this set of information and process it and come up with something. And we're having this conversation and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and oh, I'm learning something from you and you're learning something from me. And that to me, you know, and, and I think that's what you're talking about. And this can show up like you were talking about um intimacy in other levels, because I think a lot of people don't think about intimate relationships at work, at least. <laughs> not not in the way we're talking about it but but you know if yeah. if, if there's somebody at work who who challenges you or brings yeah. you then that's mm-hmm. you you are creating this this connection yeah exactly that intellectual intimacy is there whether you're <laughs> naming it as that or not right it's uh-huh. it's showing up mhm so this yes. is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking intimacy with EMDR certified therapist Samantha Bickham. And if you're limiting intimacy to the bedroom, you're missing out. And so is your relationship. Increasing the other types of intimacy often will make your physical intimacy both easier and more satisfying. And if having better intimacy is a goal in your marriage, I can help. Just shoot me an email or give me a call and schedule your five-star relationship discovery session. You can reach me by phone at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. Or you can send me an email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N as in Nancy, C as in charlie.com. And I want to get back to some of the more surprising types of intimacy so you talk about you know like I said there are 10 and so there are four now one of which I do know about but the other three were like hmm okay so these are spiritual experiential creative and aesthetic so can you define those and talk about what makes them a pathway to intimacy Yes, of course. So creative intimacy is when you're able to connect with somebody on kind of, as it sounds, you know, in a creative way where you guys are even something like with a parent and a child, it could be, you know, connecting on that intimate level of putting Legos together, building, you know, 
a little toy house um, within the romantic relationship with your partner that could be, you know, doing art together, writing, writing and reading poetry together. Any of those ways where we're really kind of activating that creative part of our brain and again, expressing ourselves in a creative way with that person that we are connecting with, that we are wanting to maintain that intimate relationship with. So this one's uh-huh. kind of really beautiful in that sense that it's, it's just a layer of it's a big value that comes into it, right? Where we're pulling in our values, these things. If, if creativity is important to you, that's a, definitely a way that you can be more intimate and just increase that interconnectedness with your your partner in that way. So it's pretty beautiful. Okay. And then the aesthetic intimacy is when you have shared, you have a shared appreciation for the beauty of something with another person. So that can look like going to, going to a play, enjoying it, listening to it together, talking about it afterwards, and just having a genuine, authentic uh, appreciation on all the different levels of that together in that moment where you both know you're on the same page and you're kind of in tune with uh-huh. how that is showing up for you and how you're feeling about that. Um, and then, let me see. So what's experiential? That's an interesting one for mm-hmm. me. So this one, this one is a, can be a fall into a little bit of, of all of them, right? So uh-huh. this one is more when you're engaging in those leisure activities together, when you are, and really all of these, these, kind of additional uh, forms of intimacy are different values-based ones, too, because these are ones where you get to go out with your partner or somebody you're connected with and go on a hike, uh, go on a cruise. You know, these are where you're going out and you're doing things. You're going, maybe you're playing sports together, um, kayaking. Yeah, I'm just trying to <laughs> throw right. some examples out there for us. Well, yeah, but, tra- but, but traveling. Really any of them. Yeah. Tra- yeah, simply traveling, you know, family, all of that, friends, going on a friend's trip, uh, anywhere, everywhere, right? All of these forms of activities, hobbies, interests, these are all things that promote that intimacy, that, that intimate relationship with that other person that you're with. Whether you want it to or not, because right, you're both there, you're both enjoying it, you're there for a reason, and again, you're kind of letting somebody into that innermost world of yours. Well, and that's, you know, and it's interesting because studies show that when, when, when people do things together, especially new things, right? It's like, so both of you are going to a new place you've never been to, or you're trying, you know, or you're, or trying a new restaurant or, or a new sport or something. Um, it, it, it releases some of those same neurotransmitters as when you fell in love. It, 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 it you know, it, it does the new, which connects you. And so that's yeah. part of you. Know, and, and so this is a really, I think people don't think about this as a form of intimacy, but it actually kind of solidifies, you know, those, those positive yeah. emotions when you first met. Yes, exactly, exactly. And you're kind of embracing it together. There's a togetherness that comes up in that, that sense too. Yes. And so what about spiritual intimacy because this one could be a little tricky I think yes this one can definitely be a little bit tricky and so this one is when we are connecting on a level of kind of values morals religious beliefs Um, and this doesn't have to be you know specifically related to religion right it can also be um, like spirituality related to uh, 
yoga to mindfulness to being connected to the earth, right? So there's kind of that spectrum and there's just different ways that that can show up for each person. And I think this, again, what's coming up for me right now too is that it also kind of aligns in how we're, how we're doing with that conflict intimacy when we get into that later on. But um, (laughs) if we're, if we're having the same spiritual beliefs, right, we can connect on them. And that's such an intimate experience because then we can do those spiritual activities that align with those beliefs together. And Mm -hmm. man, that can be so powerful, right? Within that relationship where, you know, you're on the same page with that, you're, receiving all of that love, that energy, you know, whatever it is that's coming from those beliefs that you're holding. And you're also living and aligning by the same values and morals, too. So you're on the same page for the most part. And that is such a safe uh, safe feeling because it provides so much structure and consistency for each other, too. And then the reason I said it kind of brings up for me the conflict intimacy is because I, I think like maybe you were thinking at the beginning of if, people's beliefs are necessarily aligning, can each other, can the other person hold space for that? Can they right. come from an understanding, curious place with that? Um, or again, is that going to be a, a turning away or turning against moment for them? So yeah. that, that can bring up complications. Yeah. So you actually talk about, in, and, and I kind of left the, the last three because they're, they're, they're interesting in their own right. And I actually left conflict intimacy for last because I knew we were going to be having a longer conversation about that one. But what is social <laughs> intimacy and work intimacy? What, how, do, how do those show up? Yeah, so social intimacy is when the partner and your sister, like, the relationship, the couple, are able to connect and have other intimate relationships with other people together, right? So right. groups, they have a oh, group. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that one's a little bit more, you know, it's just you have similar friends. You're able to each connect with them. That also brings a sense of safety because you're building that community together. Uh-huh. And that's a pretty intimate experience, right? Because if you're both able to go to those friends, talk to them, open up to them, um, I don't know, just, again, that community, and that's such a big piece because we are just inherently, right, social creatures. So that also brings in that layer of vulnerability and and safety as well. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, I think it's what is the – Thing about you know take take a look at the five people you're closest to and that's going to that's going to give you a lot of information um, but you mm-hmm. know that that actually is also very helpful for support for your relationship is that you have these people on the outside who know you and know both of you um, and whether it's whether I mean and again this is whether it's a romantic relationship or a parent-child relationship because you know I mean I grew mm-hmm. up or my kids grew up in, in a neighborhood where there were there were you know four couples that we were all, were all really close and, and basically all the kids had four mothers because it was like okay uh-huh. if you, know, <laughs> you know because because we all trusted each yeah. other and stuff and 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 it was that it was that social support that that was really yeah. great. Um, yeah, so what about a, you know, work? A tribe or community? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a tribe. Yeah. So, so what about work intimacy? Because mm-hmm. this one, I get you know, because I think you know, I, I really do not like the concept of a work wife or a work husband for, from a professional standpoint. It's like, okay, um, but I think that's yes. you know, but so this could be a little. I, weird. Yes. Also, yeah. And thinking about it that way, yes. And that is definitely not, I think, the intention with this because I am mm-hmm. also on the same page with you where I think there's definitely boundaries to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
However, within the right context, right, I think we all tend to, in our work environment, have that person where we can kind of maybe goof off with or we go run and grab you know, uh, lunch with, or we do our work projects with, you know, maybe it is your, your work partner, if that is kind of the title of them, you know, and you are working closely together and you're able to have that, that intimacy there is also mostly focused on, you know, and I think that is probably where that clear line is too, right? Where you're not coming in and you're venting about your wife or your partner to them, right? You're coming in and you're venting about work related stuff to them, like, oh, you know, the boss or, um, or the time crunch that we're under right now, there's so much pressure, I'm feeling overwhelmed. That's the intimacy that comes in is they're able to have a person that creates a safe space for them to handle and manage um, all the other forms of, you know, things that are coming in within work as uh-huh. well. But I do like you're saying, there does have to be clear boundaries with that. So it's not feeling like, you know, it's, it's impacting your external relationships either. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to ta- tackle the one that I went, oh, never heard about this. <laughs> Find this one interesting. Conflict mm-hmm. intimacy, which seems like an oxymoron. <laughs> it's like, wait, you know, because most people, um, I mean, and, you know, to me, disagreement does not necessarily equal conflict. You know, conflict is like, okay, we're, we're, upping, we're upping the ante here. But what, does, what is conflict intimacy and how can people actually harness that for good in their relationships? Yeah, so and I think with that, it's also important to note, you know, that I think we all know it's, it's kind of said that healthy relationships have disagreements. I mean, we are not supposed to be, you know, that codependence, just going along with everything. We also want to still maintain our own beliefs, our own values outside of that relationship too. And sometimes those, those beliefs and values and morals and, you know, all that jazz is going to kind of butt heads to something that comes up with our partner. And Mm -hmm. that's where that's an opportunity for conflict intimacy to come in um, where is that person able to be curious again, are they able to be open-minded and hear what that other person's perspective is and where they're coming from? Um, are they managing this and discussing this in a respectful manner? Um, if, if they're getting heated or things are being said, are they able to respectfully kind of acknowledge that and step away and take a break for a little bit? Um, all of these things are kind of conflict intimacy. It's coming at it from a respectful and curious place as opposed to a defensive place. And that's where you know, it kind of just, it could go either way in that sense. <laughs> I mean, and it's, and, and it's so important because, I mean, I, I know so many people who just run and hide from, from conflict, which is why I tell people, okay, just because you mm-hmm. disagree, have a disagreement about something doesn't necessarily make it conflict. Now, that's a, to me, conflict is behavior as opposed to position if that makes any sense but you know it is it is you know it is scary and I think that this is maybe this is the foundation I don't know about that if we can you know if you can in your in your relationships manage and accept the differences I mean you know I um, mm-hmm. I paraphrase George Patton. I, I don't think he actually said this, but it's like, you know, if two people agree on everything, then one of them isn't necessary, which I just think is so funny. Um, but, <laughs> you know, perspective, yes. 
I mean, cause, because we're any two people at some point in time are going to disagree about something. And it's a question yes. of how important. And, and I think this is where a lot of couples, you know, get a little um, off track is because, you know, the idea mm-hmm. that my partner doesn't agree with me on this doesn't mean anything other than my partner doesn't agree with me on this. And then we have to go, well, what makes that important? Now, obviously, there are some things we can't, you can't comp, you can't negotiate through. It's like, if I want a baby and you don't, that is an irreconcilable difference. But, but, you know, the fact, I mean, and I joke about this because, you know, my husband folds towels the way his mother folds towels. I fold towels Mm -hmm. the way my mother folded towels. I think mine is more efficient, (laughs) but... Who cares, right? You know, the exactly. towels are folded yes. and put away. But, but you yes. know, but then we could take that as a personal thing that somehow, and I think this is where maybe a spotlight can be put on because if, if we can't manage this, I think it really impacts all the other kinds of intimacy or am I off base on that? No, I think that's 100% because if we're coming in, right, and like you're saying, if, if we're not able to be open with our partner, because communication, all of these require communication, right? You have to be able to actually communicate what you're interested in, communicate your emotions and all of these things and communicate physical touch and what that looks like for you and how that feels and, you know, boundaries and all those things. Uh And if we're not able to do that with our partner, then if we're not feeling safe, again, if they're not able to hear that because communication or the, you know, feedback feels like an attack or, you know, they internalize that, then, yeah, I mean, that definitely puts up a lot of barriers and walls to this. So what? how can people improve their intimacy? What are some of the things, I mean, as we're talking, you know, a lot of this, because I think a lot of people always look to the other. It's like if well, if they would, you know, if my kid would stop, if my coworker would stop, if my partner would stop, it's like, yes, that would be wonderful. But <laughs> what if they don't? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so how do people, is, is there something that people can do to become more comfortable? Here we go with being vulnerable. There is a... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, seems to show up all the time because this is, you know, to be because it is. It's like if I show up, mm-hmm. I mean, intellectually, I know that not every that not I don't like everybody and not everybody is going to like me. I mean, that's you know, cognitively. I grasp that. But it hurts. Yeah. What do we do? Well, I think that is a wonderful question. And part of that, too, is I think is looking inward, right, and seeing, you know, what what is this bringing up in me as to why this hurts so much? And or do we have, you know, other people that we feel safe and intimate with and vulnerable with that we can go to and seek support in this, too? Uh-huh. Um, so I think there's like different levels that go into that. But really, in order to promote the ability to be intimate and to not internalize maybe the rejection of others uh-huh. is to really be able to do that, that inner work of our own, because how people are responding to things, if we're internalizing that, then that means we're projecting some of our own internal struggles, wounds, traumas 
onto, you know, how that person is reacting and behaving, right? And we're allowing that to kind of impact us in that way. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, and and I do think that that's always, you know, when I, when I work with couples, I tell people, you know, this isn't couples work, it's actually simultaneous individual work, which is a little bit exactly. more challenging, um, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it is, and I think that's where a lot of the answers are. But it's a scary process to to stop and try yeah. to figure out, well, why does, you know, what's going on and, and, and what is this about? And, you know, why mm-hmm. am I interpreting it in this way, right? I mean, I've had, mm-hmm. you know, I've had lots of um, clients who've said, you know, well, my, you know, I think my partner's doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, is it, yeah. you know, doing it on purpose to hurt me, and I'm like going, where is that? You know, what is that about? It's like, you know, <laughs> and you know, it's like, do I really want to stop and figure out why do I want to believe that yeah. about this person? Whether it's my kid or my friend or whatever, it's like, is you know, is that the kind of person that I think they are? And then yeah. if I do, there's a yeah. whole bunch of information with that. But otherwise, it's like, exactly. huh, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and we have yeah. so much power. So are there any are there any suggestions that you would make about how people can maybe do some of this inner work that can help them be yeah, well, open up in a more intimate way? Mm hmm. Well, outside of maybe seeking a therapist that specializes in that, <laughs> I think it's kind of looking at what what are they what are they having these big emotional responses to, and then gaining some mindfulness into that, mm-hmm. and wondering and bringing in again with that curiosity of does this feel familiar to me? Has this happened to me before? You know, have there been other relationships like this? What was my you know, childhood like, does this feel like maybe um, were there times in my childhood where I tried to be vulnerable, express my emotions, and I kept, you know, the, getting the door slammed in my face. So now yeah. when my partner is trying to be emotionally intimate with me, it feels it feels scary, right, that they're going to reject me, that they're going to shut me down. So why am I going to do that? So that's the part you want to identify and be able to kind of work with and just, and even sometimes even acknowledging that that's the part you can in that moment say, okay, I know that there's a part of me coming up right now that is feeling very threatened and very scared about this. And I'm going to try to, you know, express that to the best of my ability. And even just opening up to your partner about that experience and why this is so scary, that can even alleviate sometimes that stress and that kind of freeze moment that yeah. occurs uh, when you're in that situation. So, yeah, it's, again, I mean, always communication. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and this, is, you know, this, this is an incredibly important piece. If you're, if you're wanting your partner to be more vulnerable and open, I always say, okay, mm-hmm. what happens you know, how, how do you respond when they do, especially with something that is, is really tough for them, you know? <laughs> and it's like, because if you react poorly, then what, mm-hmm. what's being said is it's not safe to share this with me. Yes. And, yeah. that, and I think, mm-hmm. go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think with that too, is that that, 
if the person that maybe feels like they responded poorly is able to recognize that later on, that there's that repair is so important. But again, that's that level of intimacy too, where that yep. emotional intimacy is going to come in, or maybe even that physical intimacy. If you know that other person is more of physical touch is kind of their thing, you know, of coming in and repairing that wound that might've just been created to kind of uh-huh. re continue to kind of build that trust that we're trying, we're, we're going to get there. I'm willing to kind of stand in this discomfort with you. All right. So Samantha, thank you so much for sharing this. Can you let people know where they can learn more about this, more about you? You know, how, how do we yeah. open these, how do we open these doors for what people truly, truly want? But it is risky. Yeah. It's very, very risky, yeah, and worth it, I think, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I would love to share where people can find me. Um, I am on Psychology Today under the name Samantha Bickham. If you search me in last name, B-I-C-K-H-A-M, you can also reach out to me if you have any additional questions on my email, which is Samantha at CalmingTidesFlorida.fl.com. Again, that's Samantha at CalmingTidesFl.com. And for the article that I wrote on this, if you want even more detail, um, it's through Choosing Therapy, and you can look at it under the title that was shared in the beginning, The uh, Ten Forms of Intimacy. (laughs) It's like, who knew there were that many? Um, But now you all know. So intimacy translates into, into me you see. It's about being open and vulnerable in all aspects of your life and relationships. Focusing only on the physical intimacy is limiting you and your marriage. What would it take for you to embrace the other types of intimacy? Well, hopefully one of the things you'll keep doing for your relationship is to keep listening to this show. And until next week, stay loving. Stay loving. 